The brewing traditions in Shoran are really strong and well established through generation after generation. But their uniqueness lies in the malting and the tradition around that process. So let's walk down the northern route and dig into the conversation I had with Jørgen Gaming and Roar Sonodden, two traditional brewers and traditional malters from Shoran, Norway. Yeah, welcome to the Northern Route, everybody, and welcome to uh, the podcast show Around the Beer Bowl, a brewing podcast with a Nordic twist to it, uh, both traditional and modern, but mostly traditional, and today's episode is no exception. Yeah, my name is Bord, and I'm glad to have you here. Um, for later, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe and please review it. It would help us out a lot. So, thanks. So, as I said, it's a conversation with two traditional brewers and malters today. Jørgen and Roar are really full of knowledge. And some of the really interesting insights into traditional um, farmhouse techniques that really digs deep into the Viking Age. As uh, always, there will be uh, some clip of the conversation and trip to Shoran on the Northern Root YouTube channel. So check that out later. It's a link below. I give you Ruad and Jørgen. Uh, my name is uh, Jørgen Jeving. I'm a traditional brewer. Uh, 70 years old and I've been brewing for about 30 years and uh, I'm only brewing Stjordalsöl and always Roel. Hmm. Uh, traditionally I've always used Edunblå, the baker yeast. So I think that's uh, short term who I am. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And how did you learn to brew? Uh, I learned from my from people in the neighborhood, my brother. Mm. Uh, he started brewing the year before. And uh, he also learned from the neighbors. So uh, in the family, we, we don't have a tradition for uh, Stjordals well, brewing, mm. as far as I know, maybe far back, I, I guess uh, a lot of the family have been brewing, but uh, but uh, the, no one I, I know about today. Mm. So, Nurad, first time meeting you, great to meet you at last, we've yeah. been talking about it for a while, Yep. so can't you introduce yourself? Uh, yes, uh, my name is Roar Sanjodden, uh, I'm 46, and I've been brewing Sjørdalsjøl for about 30 years as well. Brewed the first time when I was 18. Um, my day job is as a scientist at the Norwegian Veterinary Institute, but I also have a small, somewhat company. Um, selling some malt and also uh, having some guests uh, to talk about traditional malting and traditional brewing and uh, also serve some some beer and mm. traditional traditional beer where I, where I live. Mm. 
So how can people find you and find out about your uh, yeah, tasting? And yeah, I have a, a Facebook page, uh, Alstaberg Traditionsbryggeri, mm. traditional brewing. Uh, and there I, um, I post, uh, not so often, but uh, sometimes I post and I write a little bit uh, what I do and, uh, uh, and also post some pictures of traditional malting and traditional uh, brewing. Mm. So uh, it's possible to find me, find me there. Yeah. Good. And uh, where did you learn to brew? Uh, it was um, a father of a friend of mine uh, had always brewed Shodoshel. So uh, one year we asked if we were able to join and we joined him a couple of times and then we started the brewing ourselves, me and a friend of mine. We, we also brewed, to, we brewed together still for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. That's funny because uh, I, I guess uh, everybody in the region know of Zero Third. I was at a party last night. And uh, I talked about Zero Third and everybody from this area said, yeah, yeah, how do you like it? And, yeah, there's a pride about it. That's really unique. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk once more about something you mentioned uh, the day before yesterday about uh, the origin or where did it came from the tradition. You, we talked about the Vikings and how they probably brought it. Yes. Mm. Um. I guess uh, the Vikings got it from uh, the Orkins uh, and uh, the Celts. Yeah, and mm. the Celts, um, because they have some similar uh, stoves. Like uh, our Sorn is called Sorn, mm. uh, and you'll find the, the name Sorn. Uh, actually means a, a kind of a baking stove and uh, it's ordinarily uh, Celtish mm. I think yeah yeah and it's uh, and you'll find the, the similar word also in in French and back uh, to Rome, maybe. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. because some linguists have looked into this uh, vocabulary and the words we use, and uh, they find middle forms at, at the Orkneys and uh, in Shetland, mm. and also probably the the base was uh, was uh, Celtic. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty clear that there have been some, been some uh, cultural exchange, and we all know about that <laughs> the, the Vikings and. Mm. And their travels, so um, so uh, it's it's an old old tradition, uh, and uh, of course the Celts they uh, used peat in their uh, ovens or malt drying uh, houses, and but uh, here is older. Mm. Yes, I, I guess they they used what they had in hand yeah. for 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 making the heat and the smoke. Mm. Uh, so here in in Trøndelag we have a lot of uh, older wood, and that's what they took, I, I guess. Yeah, it's, it gives <laughs> a very suitable. pleasant uh, aroma. Yeah, I also use it for for smoking meat and uh, and fish, and also uh, it's not so good as firewood. 
Uh, no. It doesn't give so much heat, and that is uh, actually an advantage when you when you light a fire under a wooden floor. <laughs> oh, just opportunity to shout out the people supporting the podcast and the project. Today uh, I'm talking about Patreon. If you want to support what I'm trying to do over here, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash anordenroot uh, links below and in the show notes and if you're interested in an ad here for later just reach out back to Shoran what are you looking for in a good malt when you make your malt what do you really look for uh, I, I'm looking for the for the sugar uh, and uh, Big grains, of course, uh, prefer the two rows uh, barley, mm. and uh, I like it uh, heavy smoked. Uh, my malt is perhaps a little bit more smoky than it was it, but um, the essential thing is the, is the sugar, the sweetness. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, during the the process uh, we have to to stop the, the sprouting at the exact right time. Mm. Uh, if you if you uh, start uh, too early to stop the the sprout, uh, you'll get less sugar, and if it goes. Uh, too long, uh, the sugar have used all the sugar to, to make the sprout. Mm. And uh, I think uh, it's important to, to stop the, to, to start the heating at the right moment. Mm. So in your process, because your process is a little different from Rouge, with the, how long and how often you turn it, or? Yeah. yeah, I guess you turn it more often yeah. uh, when you, uh, during the drying. Yes, yeah. and then Especially it gets a bit, gets a bit darker. Yes, yeah. um, I only turn it once. A little, yeah, a little more smoky, I think. Mm. Yeah, so that's primarily the difference. Mm. I guess the sweetness is about the same. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. and I also when I I I use uh, only super dry firewood. And I chop it in very small sticks to get a, a big flame mm. to draw lots of air through. And also when you get this big flame, you get more um, uh, full combustion. And you, you don't get all this, uh, you don't get that heavy smoke. Mm -hmm. So I guess my, my malt is a bit uh, milder than, well, it is. Yeah, it's, I'm not guessing, I know. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah gives a little bit more more uh, smoke and but we we also have traditional brewers here which have even more smoky malt than Jørgen and they deliberately use uh, big logs which are semi-dry mm. to get more smoke yeah uh, but I think some of those malts tend to be more like creosote or yeah. like a telephone a post too tarry <laughs> yeah. too much yeah, yeah. 
but that is uh, even in this small county we get got, got different traditions mm. in neighboring valleys how to yeah. how we want it and how we make it yeah um how they have learned from yeah. the grandfather or the <laughs> mm. great grandfather mm. so um, but uh, as Jörn said, obviously extract is uh, is important, uh, uh, and I guess it was uh, more important in back in the days because grain which went into beer don't turn into bread, mm. so and it was scarce, so they had to and they uh, they had to focus on getting extract out of out of their malt. Yeah, yeah. But our extract can't compete with commercial yeah. malt, of yeah. course, but. Uh, even so. Mm. Mm. Uh, I asked uh, Jørgen this uh, last time I met him, but uh, now it's your turn. So why do you think this really unique traditions can keep alive just here in Stjøra? <laughs> yeah, I've got the, that question before uh, and uh, I got two uh, alternative, uh, alternative explanations. Uh, one that uh, number one is that uh, why did, didn't we go over to uh, use electricity to dry our malt? Mm. Uh, don't know. Maybe because we are plain stupid. That's number one. <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh, that we, we, we love the taste uh, of uh, this uh, smoky taste, smoky character. Also, uh, smoky food, uh, well known all across uh, the world. Smoky beer, not so common anymore, but uh, the tradition uh, survived by hair. Uh, um, so, yeah, maybe that is a tradition. We we are quite traditional, but uh, <laughs> in the, the farms in this uh, valley uh, like to keep their traditions, I guess. But uh, yes. To keep and also of course we have uh, we have um, um, uh, lots of uh, of grain pro production in this area mm. it, uh, the, the climate is uh, we're in Norway and we're far north but uh, the climate here is good for growing quality grains it is yeah and you can see that on the way here it's yeah. totally different mm. Because that's one of the things that I really think is exciting about this, is when I'm driving here, I'm driving a big road and there's plenty of people. It's totally different from Horningdal and, and Voss, where yeah. there's other traditions. Yeah. And, uh, and I like the thing about Alderwood, because I always wondered why Alderwood, mm. but then I know. Yeah. <laughs> that should go. Yeah. And the good, yeah, together with the smoke, you get the, the color. From the older room. Yeah. It, yes. It, uh, it gives you a more reddish uh, color to the beer. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, not quite sure Maybe why, but. Through. It's quite, <laughs> quite reddish. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, now uh, that might be some of the expl explanation, but I don't know. It might be some coincidence also but uh, yeah <laughs> but it, it, it's fun to think about that only here yes the Sonyus tradition still alive not, not only by a little bit it's very much yeah now alive. it's now it's very much alive and it's growing uh, yeah. 
there's been a lot of focus on it and writing in the local newspapers and stuff the latest years and more and more people are, are uh, picking up the tradition uh, of course you also have more modern home brewing uh, and people uh, buy these uh, machines uh, which you press play on and then beer comes out mm. <laughs> <laughs> not so fun i think <laughs> but even so if they use this equipment they uh, they brew traditional for christmas yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. and i also have this brewers with this uh, fancy equipment <laughs> mm that are uh, very interested in in buying uh, traditional malt for mm. for their christmas brewing yeah. Yeah. and uh, a lot of them who is uh, buying malt comes back with a bottle of uh, want to taste mm. <laughs> oh really got a, a a good beer this year yeah. so um, I think they, they, in a way, feels that they are bringing the traditional brewing uh, further on, uh, even if they are using modern equipment. Mm -hmm. So I, I think they, they feel they are a part of this old tradition. Yeah, mm. yeah I think so too. I hope, because I think uh, traditional brewing has a lot to offer, uh, not only to those who are interested in culture, but in home brewing as well, mm -hmm. and the aspect of new tastes and another way of thinking. Yeah. And uh, as you said, using the brewing machines where just push play is a mm -hmm. totally different thing but from what you do yeah. in all your process, not only the brewing, but the malting as well, yeah. because there, yeah, there's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work malting. Brewing is just uh, some hours, but <laughs> malting, it's 11 days from first uh, task until finished cleaned malt. Yes, so at least. Yeah. But yeah, can't you, walk, can't you walk me through the whole process without using 11 days though? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, I steep for 48 hours approximately. Uh, I change water three times during the during the steeping, and uh, after steeping is completed, I transfer uh, the green malt uh, to the germination frame. A uh, little bit depending on the temperature, but uh, I most often I uh, germinate for five uh, days, uh, and then I uh, dry. Uh, 20 hours drying on the on the soil mm. or in the on the kiln and then the next day I clean it or decomb it yeah so then you have mm -hmm. finished malt. yes that's the traditional way to do it yeah pretty much mm. yeah. and I guess in this area of who's uh, 30 by 20 kilometers wide. We have uh, almost 500 plus brewers making just the same way of, of, of brewing. Mm. Mm. So that was most of my conversation with Jørgen and Roar. Uh, I will talk more about and with them later down the road on the Northern route. 
So again, considering subscribing and reviewing the show. See you next time.